Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris on this Wednesday night. Who's happy to be in the house of the Lord? Can I get a hand clap? Grateful to be back in Paris, Texas. You know, Orlando's nice and all, Disney World is nice and all, but there's just something about being in your hometown and being in your local assembly, being back with your church family, that just is so comforting and so warming of the heart. Just gets me a little teary-eyed up here, honestly. (laughs) This evening, we have a few announcements we're going to make before church gets started. This month is Pastor Appreciation Month, and it just so happens we have the best pastor on the block. And so... There will be a mailbox set up in the foyer by the greeter table every Sunday before service. So make sure to put your cards, love offerings, etc., whatever you want. And we will present it to Pastor and Sister Meyer on the 30th. And then our care group luncheons, we've already knocked down a few. We've got two left. We have on the 16th care groups, number three, Sister Joanne Bolton. And then the 23rd, care group number one, and that's Sister Lisa Calico. Amen. That's the one I'm a part of. Let's go. And then your care group leader will be in touch with you on what you need to bring. The 29th, the 29th, put this on your schedule, is the Fall Festival. And we already have a sign-up sheet out in the foyer for, um, I think, like booths and everything, whatever games, stuff like that. We need candy donations, though. We need candy donations. So if you can't help being there or you can't help with a booth or anything like that, candy donations would be greatly appreciated. And then the Ban- the Branson trip is on push pay for those of you that would like to pay there. At this time, we'll go ahead and have our ushers come. We'll take our offering at the beginning of service. I understand it is a Wednesday night. And it can be a little wearisome to go to church after you've worked on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But in Psalms 145 verse 14... It says, The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raises up all those that be bowed down. So tonight, anyone that feels a little weary, anyone that feels like they may be falling or failing, let's just bow down to the King. And it says, He's going to pick us up. He's going to restore us. Stand with us after offering and let's worship our God.
y'all but God's here to have some church and not just the religious construct that we call church and that we just show up to on Sundays and Wednesdays but he's here to go ahead and have an outpouring of his spirit hallelujah hallelujah here and now is the time for it Sue Nichols Travis Lloyd Lucille McFatridge Carl Thompson Don Howe Sister Jane Lay Cindy Pinson Alan and Annette Brockway Miller Gamberry 
Ernest Ponce, Christine De La Rosa, Brandon Hutchins, Vicky Says, Monica Helm, Rex Foster, Lloyd Ushery, Bob Bolton, T.W. Hush, Lois Weems, Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton, Brother Sister Bristow, Brother Sister Proctor, Brother Sister Billy Trinata, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, George and Mildred Pratt. If you have any needs, I urge you to step forward in this time of prayer and our ministers will anoint you with oil. A quick thought from one of the sermons that I listened to today was this minister was speaking of his testimony. And he had a he had a real talk with God where he said God spoke to him and it said if you could ever get to the point where you want my presence like you want my power you would be pretty great. And it and it sat with him and this was moments before tragedy had struck in his life and he was He was sort of taken aback by it, you know, because he was still in the will of God, still seeking after the things of God, but he had the wrong thing on his mind. And it came to me, am I hungry for that presence? Am I hungry for to just linger and just be in his his atmosphere? Or do I want to see miracles? Or do I want to get a position behind a pulpit? Or do I want to get a pay raise on my job? And I had to take some serious self-reflection at my workplace. And I said, God, I'm sorry. Because a lot of times, trials come our way. Victories come our way. And we're like, thanks, God. Thanks for your power. Thanks, Thanks for lifting me up again. Thanks for taking me out of it. And we forgot the point of what we're actually here for. And we're here for the presence. You see, we're not here to worship God because of the things that he's done for us. But simply just because of who he is. And that's always more than enough. And that's always going to be more than enough for us. No matter what you're in. No matter what you're on top of. Make sure that we're here for the presence. Make sure that we're here for him alone and say, God, you don't have to give me the blessing. That'd be great if you did, I won't lie. But you don't have to do that because you, God, you're enough. And that's what I'm here for tonight. I'm not here because I get to be on stage and I get to sing. I'm not here because Brother Seth's a great minister of God. I'm here because I just want to be in his presence. I'm here because I just want to get back to my first love. Who said, Sterling, I don't care where you're at. Just love me. And that's more than enough. So if you have any needs here tonight, don't come expecting them to be fulfilled. I have the faith that they will. But come because you want to get back in touch with your creator. Come because you want to get back in touch with your savior. In Jesus' name. God, I open up this front to anyone that has any sort of need or ailment. No matter how small, no matter how big. 
I open it up to anyone that just simply wants to say, God, I'm seeking after your face tonight. Jesus, I come against every demon in hell. I come against every thought that would be holding some bondage. God, I come against every single thought that may try and hinder us, God. I rebuke each and every single one of those in your great name, Jesus.
you keep that going and much more for the one who's worthy of it all right now come on somebody why don't you lift some praise up in the room not because a preacher's asking you to but because God is worthy of all praise and all glory and all honor in this house tonight thank you Jesus praise team don't run off too far and don't get too comfortable because I believe those of you that have chose to be here on a Wednesday night, you are fixing to experience an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like you have heard about in years gone by. Hallelujah. 
I believe that physical miracles will take place in this room today. I believe that somebody has walked in here with a disease in your body for the last time. I believe somebody has walked in here fighting that mental battle for the last time. I believe that somebody has walked in here needing a financial blessing for the last time because the God of all glory has walked into this room and where Jesus is, his power is. And where Jesus is, anything is possible. He's not bound by our minds. He's not bound by the days of the week. And he's not bound by what we have been through. But with God, all things are possible. Brethren in the sound booth, if it's at all possible, can I get just a little bit more monitor, please? Thank you so much. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21. Matthew 1 and 21. And while you are turning there, I give honor to Pastor and Sister Meyer. I am so honored the invitation to come and to minister the word of the Lord to this wonderful body of believers. We have been honored to be here. Thank you to everyone for your kindness, your love, your blessings that you have given to us. Amen. Nami, thank you for letting me have that girl over there. Amen. One of my greatest blessings and my three kiddos there with her. I give honor to them today. I truly love this people today. Over the, the last few services that we have been here, it has nothing to do with me at all, but we have experienced God's spirit move in a beautiful way. And I don't know what God has planned after this. I, I'm not saying this is it. I'm not saying we'll continue. What I do know is that I know what God wants to do in this room tonight. What I do know is because we have entered into his presence, now we will receive his power. What I do know is that when we step into this holy ground, I feel the Holy Ghost moving. And I I want you to know something. A move of God isn't accidental. A revival isn't accidental. A, a, A business in the secular world doesn't become successful by coincidence or an accident. It becomes successful, Brother Bolton, by intention. And a move of God is not going to happen by accident. But it's going to have to be intentional of a body of believers that said, You know what? I didn't come just because it's Wednesday night to call it an off night. But I've come to worship the King of Kings. I've come to intentionally enter His house with praise on my lips I challenge somebody for just a few seconds right now why don't you let a praise out like you hadn't let out in a while I know it's Wednesday night I know we're supposed to just go through the motions but we're on the cuffs of the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost It's okay to have a move of the Holy Ghost. There's a move of God that is fixing to happen, and it's already moving. And I don't, I don't belabor the point and, and, and theoretically beat a dead horse, so to speak. But God is already moving. And if somebody will respond, I'm not trying to get out of my duties tonight. I'm not trying to escape the word of God. I'm going to preach. But I'm telling you, somebody's miracle has already walked in this room. Matter of fact, that miracle was waiting on you to get here tonight. That miracle was here when you walked through that door. Or you walked through that door. And he's walking this room right now. Oh, 
Matthew 1 and 21. And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I've come to preach tonight. When you know who he is, it doesn't matter if you know what he can do. But when you know who he is, anything is possible. Anything. I know you looked at him and shook your head. I was like, get him out of my sermon, God. Because it's not about what he can do. It's not about what he has done. It's about who he is. And when you get a revelation of who he is, then he's able to do what only he can do. Why don't you clap your hands and lift your voice across this room right now? the aisle, stand up, do whatever you want to but I'm telling you, the moment you feel God move, that's when you ought to respond if you need the formal invitation, the altars are now open we have entered altar call I don't want anybody to say, well I was waiting for the right time, I want you to know, the Bible says no man comes to the Father but the Spirit draw, when the Spirit draws you move, it don't matter if they're singing it don't matter if there's music it don't matter if I'm mid-sentence when God's Spirit moves upon you that's when you ought to, it's okay to move when God moves Isaiah 9 and 6, you can quote this and no need to try to get it. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. When you know who Jesus is, you access every bit of his nature. It's not different manifestations of this one is wonderful, and this one's a counselor, and if so, there'd be so many gods we wouldn't know who to worship but I thank God when I worship the name of Jesus I've called on the wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father and the prince of peace when I call on the name of Jesus I've called on the father I've called on the son and I've called on the Holy Ghost when I call on the name of Jesus I've called on my savior I've called on my healer I've called on my way maker when you know who Jesus is Anything is possible. When you know who Jesus is, that problem on your job can be worked out. When you know who Jesus is, he can make a way where there seems to be no way. Somebody needs to bring back to your mind who your daddy is. And he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even think. I don't know what you come to do tonight, but I know what God's come to do tonight. And it's in this room with a fresh revelation of who Jesus is that cancer's healed and diabetes is healed and blood pressure is healed and arthritis is healed. It's because not what he does, but because of who he is. It was John the revelator who come as one crying in the wilderness saying prepare you the way of the Lord. What some of us need to do is we need to get a fresh preparation out.
Somebody needs to start preparing the way for the Lord in your own life. Quit waiting for somebody else to do it. Quit waiting for the right song and the right preacher and the right message to say, hey, pardon me a minute. I'm going to prepare for God to work. Pardon me a minute. I'm going to prepare for God to move. Some of you, it's been so long since you did what you used to do, you don't even remember how to do it. But it's time to get your praise out of the closet. It's time to get your praise out of the corner. It's time to get your worship back. It's time to march into the enemy's camp and take back everything he stole from you. When you know who Jesus is, there's not a devil big enough. There's not a giant tall enough. When you know who Jesus is, David, you can take experiences from a, from a field out there on the back corner. You see, David started out isolated and alone. Somebody's there right now. Shateyaramaha. David started isolated and alone on the backside of daddy's sheep. He wasn't where everybody else was. He wasn't with the rest of the family. And it was in his isolation. It was when he felt like he was alone. The lion came and the bear came. Sometimes God's got to get you out of your circle to show you that there's power in just one. There's power in who you are. When you know who Jesus is, David, you can defeat the lion. You can defeat the bear. The reason why some of you don't have your public victories is because you ain't fought the private wars. You've abandoned the private prayer closet and you still want God to give you a public victory. you got to get back to the private place in the sacred place of the Most High. It was John that said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Oh, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. John said, I'm doing what I can do, baby, but there's one coming after me. And if you only knew who he was, he's going to forgive you of sin. He's going to save your soul. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Some of us got to get to that place where John was. Brother Sterling, John said, I've done everything I can do. Some of you need to quit doing and just say, all right, I'm done. And then when you get your hands out of it, God can put his hands into it. Quit worrying about how you're going to figure it out. You ain't going to figure it out. You just let go and watch God. They always said, let go and let God. That's what somebody needs to do. Because when you know who he is, he can make a way where there seems to be no way. Mm. Matthew 16, verse 13 through 19. I don't know how much of it we'll read, but Matthew 16 and 13 is where we'll start. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? 
And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is into heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church. You see, God didn't build his church on works. God didn't build his church on his power. God didn't build his church on miracles, signs, and wonders. But he said, because you know who I am, he built his church on a rock of the revelation of the mighty God in Christ that there's only one Lord one faith and one baptism God above all, God through all and God in you all. He said upon this rock of who I am I'll build my church and he said I'll give you the keys to the kingdom and he said whatsoever you bind on earth I'll bind in heaven and whatsoever you loose I'll loose. I want you to know when you know who Jesus is you can bind up every spirit of hell and you can set free every captive mind. When you know who Jesus is, families can be set free. Co-workers can be set free. Lives can be changed. When you know who Jesus is. I know things have got you weak, but it's in your weakness that he's made strong. I know things have got you down, but he ain't never been down. I know things have got you worried, but he ain't never worried. Some of you are trying so many different things. We need to get back to the proven things. Brother Stephen, you want to know why David wouldn't put on King Saul's armor? The greatest opinion is because it didn't fit. And it probably didn't fit. But Brother Jones, what David told them when he looked at them, he said, I haven't proven this. He didn't say, I can't wear this because it don't fit. He said, I have not proved this. He said, but what I have proved is that name of Jesus Christ, the one that delivered me out of the hand of the lion and the one that delivered me out of the hand of the bear. And he's that same one that's fixing to deliver us out of the hand of this Philistine. Some of you need to get back to what's proven. And you want to know what's proven? Praise is proven because he inhabits the praises of his people and where he inhabits his power inhabits and where he dwells his glory dwells if somebody in this room will just remember who Jesus is and remember where he brought you from and what he's able to do miracles will fall in this place there you go go ahead brother I'm telling you right now, it's time we get some old praise back. It's time we take some coals from the altar of heaven and we start cutting loose in this place. We've become so dignified and so egotistical that God can't even heal us like he wants to. You know what? It's time you quit worrying about how you look and what other people think and you just let God move. Because when you know who he is, you can look back and say, he's that same God that delivered me out of bondage. He's that same God that loved me when I was unlovable. He's that same God that reached me when nobody else can reach me. He's that same God that when I was all by myself, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll be with you till the ends of the earth. Ah. 
When you know who Jesus is, it gives you the ability, Simon Peter, to say, Lord, if that's you walking on that water, bid me to come. Simon Peter wasn't worried about the boat anymore. He wasn't worried about the sea anymore. What he understood was, if that's really Jesus, then this water's no problem. And he stepped out of the boat and he began to walk on water. Oh yeah, I know negative Nancy. 32 of you in here just went to, well yeah, he sunk. He took his eyes off Jesus. Yeah, you know what he did? But even then, he still was walking on the water. And even when he began to sink, what happened? The Lord said, hey, I know you took your eyes off of me, but I'm a redeeming God. I know you're starting to sink right now, but let me get a hold of you and pull you up out of this water. He said, even though you took your eyes off, and even though you might got a little sidetracked, I'm still able to use you. I'm still able to work through you. I'm still, because when you know who Jesus is, it don't matter what the storm is. It don't matter about the boat. It don't matter about the water when you know who Jesus is. When you know who Jesus is, ladies with the issue of blood can walk up and grab the hem of his garment in the face of frustration, in the face of weariness, in the face of a crowd because she knew who he was. Blind Bartimaeus can cry out even more the louder because he knew who he was. Can I say what you shared with me in the prayer room earlier? I want you to know something. If you didn't come by the prayer room before service, you already missed one move of God in this place. We, 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 I'm not trying to be your pastor and if, if he gets upset at me I sincerely apologize and he'll call me and tell me about it rest assured that but if we can get the fire burning in the prayer room we won't have to worry about working through the junk in praise service if we can get the fires burning in the prayer room we won't have to worry about trying to fight through it all service long because I'm telling you right now there was a fire burning in that prayer room and miracles have already happened and they're going to be an overflow in this room But because of a knowledge of who Jesus is, Jairus can say, my daughter's sick and she's dying. And then a servant can run up to him and say, don't trouble the master anymore. She's dead. And Jairus said, if you could just say the words. He said, Lord, I don't even need you to come to my house. He said, if you'll just speak the word. Huh? We need God to wet the ground and dry the fleece and wet the fleece and dry the ground and we need God to make signs in the clouds and we need God to make little things grow in the grass and we need God to do all these other kind of things before we'll trust him somebody just needs to understand when you know who Jesus is I don't need a sign I don't need a confirmation I don't need some brand new revelation because all the revelation I need is in who Jesus is and Jesus said okay whatever you ask let it be done and the very same hour Jairus' daughter was raised up it was not anything other than a knowledge of who Jesus was Christmas season is fastly upon us and I'm fixing to ruin many of your favorite Christmas songs Mark Lowry wrote this Christmas song and it says Mary did you know well I respectfully answer that question sir yes she knew 
One, it was prophesied of who he would be. And two, an angel of the Lord showed up unto her and said, you're going to have a baby and you're going to call his name Jesus, not because he's going to heal people. Not because you want to know the greatest miracle that could ever happen for somebody? The greatest miracle is somebody repent of their sins to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But we've heard that so long that we forgot. You can make it to heaven sick. You can make it to heaven hurt. You can make it to heaven broke. But you can't make it to heaven without the Holy Ghost. If Mary didn't know who he was, then his very first miracle wouldn't have happened. His very first miracle that he ever performed in the flesh was turning water to wine. And it was at a marriage supper. They were getting down. Some man had just hung himself and got married. There we go. It's okay to laugh in church. Baby, I'm so sorry. I'm just playing. That's for all these other men, not me. And she looked at him, and she looked at those servants, and she said, grab as many pots as you can. I'm paraphrasing. She said, go dip the water from the creek. And he looked at her, and man, I couldn't have done this to my mama. He said, woman? I'd have said that to my mama. I'll say that to my mama right now because I'm six hours away from her. I'm 31 years old, got three kids, been married for 11 years, and she'll still come upside my head. And he looked at her, and he said, woman? My time has not yet come. And she just looked at him and she looked at those servants and she said, whatever he says, do, go do it. It wasn't that she was defying the God manifested in the flesh, but she knew who he was and her knowledge of who he was led her to look at those servants and said, whatever he says, do. And it led about to the water being turned to wine. It wasn't about the wedding. It wasn't about the party. It wasn't about having something good to drink. It was about a knowledge of who Jesus was. And when you know who Jesus is, diabetes is healed. When you know who Jesus is, marriages are put back together. When you know who Jesus is you can walk in here limping and walk out of here running some of you just waiting on a fresh revelation to remember just who Jesus is he's the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last the one that was the one that is and the one that is to come the same yesterday today forever he said I am the door I am the life I am the truth I am the way he said in the midst of your storm I am that I am You want to know what that I am, that I am translates to? I will be what I will be. Not only is he God in your present, but in your future, he'll be there. He's not going to leave you to die. God didn't set you free to sit you still. God didn't set you free from your sin to sit you still on a pew and for you to just do nothing. But we got souls to reach. We got a city to reach. We got a family to reach. We got a city to win. And it's going to be because of people that rise up and say, hey, the same God that delivered me can deliver you. The same God that healed me can heal you when you know who Jesus is. Bible says you believe in one God thou doest well the devil believes and trembles 
the devil trembles because he knows how much power he has. Hell was not intended for humanity but only for Lucifer and the third of the angels that he deceived. And if he can deceive holy beings that have never known any sin, then surely you and I gotta guard our hearts. If he can deceive holy beings, but you know what's better than that? Sister Callan, I got a song that the angels can't sing. When I walk into this house to praise, the angels better take a seat. Because I got a song they can't sing, Nami. I've been set free. The angels don't know what it's like to be redeemed. The angels don't know what it's like to have your sins washed away in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. Some of you better tell the rocks to sit down. Because if these shall hold their peace, the rocks are going to cry out. There's been some rocks crying out in your place. And you better rise up on this Wednesday night and say, rocks, it's time to hush. Because you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know how he set me free. You don't know like I know. You can't tell it like I tell it. Come on, somebody. Some of you elders need to go back into the Rolodex of your mind and remember that the same God of the brush harbors is the same God in 2022. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. He can still heal. He can still save. He can still deliver. It's all about who he is. You ever walked into a place? Hold on, let me fix this. This is bothering me. Is that straight? Okay, thank you. You ever walked into a place and because you know who owns it, you got a little extra pep in your step? I know them. Oh, I know the owner. The knowledge of who somebody is gives us a sense of authority. The knowledge of who some, when you walk into a place of business, Brother Bolton, can I use you and not offend you? He said, I, I, I don't know. I can walk into your business place with my chest puffed out because I know Ronnie Bolton. <laughs> There's people all the time that talk to your staff or come in. And, oh, hey, it's me, you know. We go way back. They come down there to the 903. I come rolling in there today to get my tea and I, I walk through that door with a little extra pep in my step because I know the owner. <laughs> don't act like you don't do it. When you know somebody, it gives you an extra sense of authority. When you know somebody, it gives you a little bit of power. When you know somebody that's high up the food chain, how much higher up the food chain do you need than the creator of this universe? I can walk into this house and I can stick my chest out because I've got authority over every devil in hell. I've got authority over every sickness, not because of who I am or what I can do, but because I know who Jesus is. I've got authority over shingles. I've got authority over sickness. I've got authority over pain. After you shall receive the Holy Ghost, ye shall be endued with power because I know who Jesus is. I've got access to mercy because I know who Jesus is. I've got power in the Holy Ghost. But I know... You're in a fight for your life. Brother Aaron, 
you're a pretty good sized fella. Go ahead and stand up and get out in the aisle for me. And his wife's like, oh, dear God. Now, look, I take about a half a step forward by this pew right here. Now, don't really hurt me and don't beat me up. But you love that wife and these babies that's sitting on that pew. Okay, I'm fixing to go through you and I'm going to get to them. And when I do, I'm going to hurt. Y'all seen him already? He's, he's smiling, but he's, I bet you're not. He, I guarantee you you're not. If it came down to it, you'd lay your life down for them, wouldn't you? Why? They're your kids. That's your own flesh and blood. That came from you. God gave you the responsibility to protect them. And if I get to them, I'm going to hurt them. I'm going to hurt them. See? Immediately he went on the defensive. And if a daddy in the natural, thank you, will do that in front of you. know, He didn't care what any of you were thinking at the time. He didn't care about how silly it looked. He didn't care about anything else that was going on. What he understood is there was an attack fixing to come against my babies and I'm not about to let it happen. And if a daddy will do that in the natural, how much more will Jesus Christ do that in the spirit? Some of you are fighting devils and you need to just get behind daddy. Some of you are going through a struggle and you need to just run to daddy and you need to say, if God be for me, then who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when I fall I shall arise somebody remember who Jesus is there we go it's catching on in this room right now you don't have to keep fighting that mental battle you don't have to keep fighting that emotional struggle you don't have to keep worrying how you're going to make ends meet because when you know who Jesus is you've got access to it all Singers and musicians, come. Church, stand if you're not already. I'm telling you right now, supernatural miracles are in this room. And it has absolutely nothing to do with these hands. But it has something to do with a set of nail-scarred hands. Forgiveness is in this room. I said it real fast and all that, 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 that yelling I was doing there just a minute ago and that, that, that expressive preaching. But let me tell you something. The Bible says, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall. It's not a license to sin. It's not condoning mistakes. But it says, when I fall. Brother Griffith, the fall is going to happen. But it's what you do after the fall. You and I are called in the greatest battle of all time. And so, some of you can actually look at your spouse or look at somebody around you and say, I'm a trophy. Because we're the prized possession called in the middle of a battle between two eternities. The world in which you and I live is not forever. And we're the trophy. And all of hell is fighting. And all of heaven is fighting. And we're pulled, tossed and turned. Young people are pulled, tossed and turned. I'm trying my best to live for God, but I'm also trying to fit in with my friends. Adults are struggling. I'm trying to still live for God, but I'm caught in the middle of a charismatic society.
Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I'm not going to use it as a reason to walk out and never come back. When I fall, I'm not going to get bitter at the man of God and say, why didn't you help me? When I fall, I'm going to get back up again and I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight. Somebody needs to remember who Jesus is. And just like he did for Peter, when he began to sink, he's reaching for you right now saying, get up, get up, get up. When you know who Jesus is, Ezekiel, you can stand at the mouth of a valley of dry bones. And Jesus asked the question, said, son of man, can these bones live again? And some theologians and preachers say he said it kind of out as a a rebuttal. Only thou knowest. He answered his question basically with a question. I don't know, only you know that. I think what Ezekiel was saying, if you'll allow me, saying you're enough. I, I don't know if they can or not, but I know you. And I know what you're able to do. When you know who Jesus is, a valley of dry bones. Notice they weren't dead. The Bible, to my knowledge, and I may be wrong, I'll have to look back, but to my knowledge never calls them a valley of dead bones. Just dry bones. Life and death is in the tongue. Some of you need to start speaking life back into your home. Some of you need to start speaking life back into your situation because when you know who Jesus is, he can put bone back together. He can put flesh on top of that bone. And notice, he didn't just randomly stick bones to bone, but the Bible is very specific in saying he joined bone to its bone and flesh to its flesh. He didn't just mix match a puzzle and say, there you go, that's the best I can do, but he restored it back to its whole. And somebody needs to prophesy to the four winds in your life and say, oh, all four winds blow and let life blow again and let restoration breathe into my home and let restoration breathe into my family because when you know who Jesus is there's no sin he can't forgive when you know who Jesus is there's no sickness he cannot heal when you know who Jesus is I challenge every person in this room to step out from where you're at man, woman, boy, girl, kid I don't care who you are because if you know who Jesus is you can access the miracle that's in this room when you know who Jesus is Brother Micah can we go ahead and cut the live stream I'll take the blame for that one too you just give me a thumbs up when we're offline Okay, we're off. That's it. Now you don't have to worry about the eye in the sky, but you better worry about the eyes that are much higher. The one that's walked into this room that said, I'm able to do everything you need done, but you're going to have to get out of that routine. You're going to have to get out of that fear. Some of you need to get your praying shoes out. Some of you need to get your dance back. Some of you need to get your shout back because you know who Jesus is.
Come on, it's not music that brings his presence. It's praise that brings his presence. I hear the sound of dry bones rattling. I hear the sound of Lazarus hopping out of that grave. I hear the sound of peace entering your mind. I hear joy coming in the place of sorrow. I hear peace calling you to come back to a sound mind. I hear Jesus reaching for you, saying, get up, fight again. Get up, live again. Go ahead, Sister Callan. Uh, you can go ahead with whatever you feel. Go ahead. Uh, Now they're going to play just for those of you that can't worship without a little music. And somebody in this room ought to remember who Jesus is. Don't remember what you've been through. Don't remember what others told you. Remember who Jesus is. If you need a physical miracle, I want you to make your way to the middle. If you need restoration, I want you to come right over here on my left and your right. If you need God to do anything else, then come over here on my right and your left. I know this is crazy, but somebody needs to get themselves in a place where God can pour his spirit out. We don't need to hide by the side. We need to get in the middle of the flow.
prostrate in your life. 